Hi, welcome to the Flywheel Film Show. From the land flowing with kombucha in Boulder, Colorado, I'm Jordan. And I'm Austin, airing from Dallas, Texas. And I am Justin Mize, coming to you from the mannequin display at Larry's Boot Barn in Nashville, Tennessee. Tonight, we continue crapping all over SUVs, trucks, and communism. We embark on an epic overland trip in theory. And we embrace the never-ending Fast and Furious franchise. I love it. But first, what are you guys drinking tonight? Austin, what is that? It's a Bishop Cider Company, which is actually local here in Texas, and it's called the Dark Side, but but with a C instead of an S. Play on words, <laughs> and you guys can't see this on the podcast, obviously, because it's audio, but the font looks like the Star Wars font, which I think is really cool. It's just a black currant cider. It's delicious. I'm so glad Austin knows how audio works. <laughs> we were so concerned when we brought him on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm about, I'm pretty well into my bottle of white Zin, so I'm going to have to be switching over to water here pretty soon. White Zin, that's, that's awfully manly of you. <laughs> um, I'm over here with my vodka palm. <laughs> You know, looking at it, it looks it's like actually, a rum and coke or like a Jack and Coke, so it looks manly. But then you told me what it was. <laughs> I mean, that palm juice is really good, and then you just throw a splash of vodka and a spherical ice cube, and you're in a Capri you're Sun. Set. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh man! Uh, so, I want to start out with some cars and pop culture. Fast Nine is fast approaching <laughs> so i wanted to talk to you guys about now that we have both trailers and then you know back when the trailer two came out a little while back um they put out also put out a video talking about how it was going to come to theaters what a concept can't believe we're doing that <laughs> so i'm yeah <laughs> i'm thoroughly excited have you guys seen that tra- the trailers and are you are you ready or do you not care yeah, just recently actually i watched it and uh <laughs> it <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's what I expected fully. Like, it's one of those things where I know, like, critically, it will be a terrible movie, but I will absolutely go spend my money to watch it, and I will absolutely drive just like they do, coming to and from the theater, um, and I'll enjoy every <laughs> second of the plotless, action-filled. <laughs> Really predictable, overly corny goodness that is the Fast and Furious franchise. Well, it's not it's not entirely predictable because I always think that, and then they do something that's so ridiculously outlandish, like magnets, that I couldn't have predicted it. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, like the mag- magnet cars yeah. that somehow make sense. Yeah, well, it's it's a Marvel Fast and Furious crossover. That what. Magneto is actually just inside the car. They didn't put magnets yeah, in there. They put there Magneto <laughs> in there. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't like the trailer at all. I was really confused because you can obviously tell there's an antagonist in the film. And you can hear him talking, but I didn't see him anywhere. Is that a John Cena joke? That was a John Cena joke. <laughs> Man. You had me thinking way too hard. <laughs> It's like, I'm over here like, did I miss the narrator or something? <laughs> it's like that meme of the lady is like, so looking confused and they got all the numbers on the screen. Like trying yeah, to yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, so that was a yeah, John Cena I, joke. It didn't land. Let's move on. Just edit this out. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I mean, I'm 
I'm the opposite. I'm extremely excited. Um, I mean, I will. We, let's just fly all. Let's all fly to the same city and watch it together. Um, I think it'd be a blast. It, it is one of those movies, kind of like Transformers, where you don't really care about the plot because what is the plot? <laughs> Cars, Corona, and family. Uh, <laughs> Corona, Corona beer. Corona beer. Corona beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. got to distinguish. Yeah. I feel like say if that. I take if I fly to go see Fast and Furious, like on the way back. Instead of landing the plane normally, I'm going to put my car in the plane <laughs> and I'm going to parachute out of the plane and land back in Dallas. Like, I mean, it is it is so ridiculous. Like, I mean, they have like a F- Pontiac Fiero with a rocket strapped to it. Uh, so, I mean, like, it's hard to know where they're going to go. I think it's it. unpredictable I mean, because they they stretch reality like yeah. frequently. Yeah. Like well, they break it, the laws of physics. So, of course, you're not going to expect that. It's supposed to be like real life you know yeah they bring han back i mean yeah, anything's possible yeah, han is basically loki at this point like how many times <laughs> is that dude gonna come back yeah exactly it's like brett ford <laughs> <laughs> and i mean who like i thought you know we saw that we all saw the second trailer I mean, honestly, when the when Elon strapped his roadster to a rocket, I thought that was the second trailer until <laughs> someone reminded me I was watching a SpaceX launch. That's the plot for so, F10. What? Yeah. <laughs> There's people out there writing, taking notes. <laughs> Everything SpaceX does, we can do better. Jeez. Uh, uh, well, I, it's funny you mention that because after watching the trailer, like the car flies through the air and then gets picked up by a plane. I'm like, okay, now they've just gone way too far wasn't like when they fought the submarine or whatever or when they jumped out of a plane. It's like now that we got planes picking up cars in the air, like freaking Batman Begins or something. And But so obviously the next movie, they have to do that but with a spaceship where it just gets launched into the stratosphere (laughs) and then some SpaceX satellite comes, picks it up, and then takes it to the other side of the Earth in three seconds. Dom Dom is going to hang out of his Dodge Charger and he's going to grab the space shuttle like with one hand (laughs) and he's going to pull the whole car inside of the space shuttle. He's going to pull the space shuttle down to the car. (laughs) Honestly, Fast 10 is going to be the first movie shot on Mars, to be honest. Matt Damon's still up there somehow. <laughs> and then Brett Favre's up there with doing a Wrangler commercial. <laughs> Full circle. This is the dirtiest, this is the most dirt we've ever found. Someone get me a Chevy. <laughs> All right, so uh, if you guys want to move on uh, this week for car conceptions, um, one of my favorites, just being a former car salesman, just hearing the I need an SUV because it's always an interesting thing to me how people rationalize and justify the purchase of a large vehicle. Um, and we're going to talk about some of the uh, misconceptions around why you might think you need an SUV when you can just buy a fun car instead. Yeah, it's always sad when people settle for it. Like you, you meet someone at a party or a gas station, or I don't know where you meet people, but <laughs> you're, you start talking to them, you realize they're into cars, you're like, oh, that's cool. Um, and then they start getting sad, and you're like, what do you drive? And they're like, Ford Explorer. That used to be, that used to be like, the minivan effect. 
that's how people were about minivans yeah. when they were kind of on the scene. They're like, yeah, I have to drive. Well, it's, yeah, so same same premise. The SUV is just the new minivan. I mean, minivan had a fad. It fit the same segment where people oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes bought them for the just-in-case rationale. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, it's one of those things where people, they'll rationalize it in one of a lot of ways. And the biggest one you see is, oh, we're thinking about having kids or kids might be near in the near future. And I love the Everyday Driver podcast take on this. Don't buy a car for a season that you're not in yet because what's the point? You can sell a car. It's pretty easy to sell a car. Um, get a car for the current stage of life that you're in. Um, other people will talk about how the higher seating position is either more enjoyable for them or it's safer. Um, and that's definitely not always the case. I do have something because I was thinking about this a lot on the higher seating position specifically because now I don't know if this is just like an American thing and because we, you know, we have wider roads, we can have bigger cars, but I was thinking about this. For the majority of human history that we have been riding stuff, we have been riding mainly like horses or camels or something, and those animals are pretty tall. So for a good majority of human evolution or adaptation or whatever, we've been riding tall things. So I wonder how much of it is like learned behavior over time and how much of it or how much of it is just like, oh, if I'm sitting up higher, I can see more things. So I feel safer. I really thought you were about to come at us with like some insurance stats and then you just (laughs) pull like. So we rode horses before cars, which is a, so good, be, is a good point. I'd be that guy who's riding the mini horse. <laughs> <laughs> is that a low rider? <laughs> Trying to figure out how to put the roof back on. Like, what are the, like, the slammed guys back in the day? Do they ride crocodiles? Like, what are you? <laughs> it's just a horse that's cut off at the knees. Are you bagged, bro? <laughs> nah, man, <it's> static. Um, <laughs> Look at the camber on that. Look at the camber on that croc. But yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, like how, like how much of the market is SUVs and CUVs? Like people just buy them. Like that's why we keep losing fun cars and even wagons. I mean, over in Europe, they get a lot more wagons and fun cars because. People don't seem to want to drive something 20 feet long over there versus over here. It's like, well, I should buy, you know, the biggest SUV you can offer me. You know, I need that third row just in case I eventually have kids or 12 dogs. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's it's definitely wagons serve the same purpose because a lot of the SUVs we see over here are like small SUVs or CUVs where they only have five seats. And wagons serve the same purpose and they have the same cargo space, if not more. Um, but people just don't like the look where they want to sit up high. But if you're sitting up high, you may feel like you're in a better position in case you get in an accident, but that also has a higher center of gravity, which can be a lot more dangerous when it comes to rollover risk, um, which is a huge thing that I talked a lot about when I was selling cars. Yeah, I mean, really what it comes down to is it's the American market's fault or the American car buyer's fault is that now we've all just wanted a bunch of SUVs. We don't want wagons. Um, even though they, they do similar things and, and wagons are better in some ways. I'm not saying that wagons look good because they don't. But it is the American market's fault, and that's what capitalism is. 
if it was if we were in a communist country, they would just tell us you need to drive wagons, and then that would suck. I would love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, just like you know, on the on the subject of like the buying a car for the majority of its use. I feel like very few people who buy an SUV, and this could be applied to trucks too, minivans. Very few people actually use it full of things or people. Um, I, I, there was a study that was um, shown that 76% of Americans are driving alone at any given time. So that's one person in the car and probably not more than a backpack or a duffel bag. So it's it's hard to justify if you look at it that way. I mean, it is valid to buy something for, you know, if you run a business where you need to take a lot of cargo or things, but... It's it's crazy to think about the amount of people who could do much better with a more fuel efficient, smaller, economical car. Well, if you're ca- and more fun. If, yeah. Well, if you're carrying cargo around all the time, you'd actually be better off with a minivan. Like if you wanted to be covered, you got the sliding doors as easy just to throw stuff. You remove the seats, and you got enough for you know six twin beds stacked high or whatever. I mean, you. If, if we're talking about so space, really, yeah. It should be a sports car or a minivan. I don't know why you'd do anything else. Probably like a transit van. Yeah, not even a minivan. <laughs> just a cargo van. That really should be your only two options. A Miata <laughs> or a Sprinter. <laughs> all right, so here's what we're going to do is we're going to start a car company. That's all we're going to offer. Like, right, listen, you're going to have fun or you're going to get stuff done. That's how this is going to go. <laughs> I mean, even like the fuel economy is like crazy to think about because like the people who drive – like especially the bigger SUVs that are getting like 15 miles to the gallon and they commute in these every day all year versus I'm out there in my Miata having fun on a commute with 30 miles to the gallon. I also want to point out that if you ever, if you get a truck, everyone knows you have a truck and then guess who they call when they need to get something moved. Like if you, yeah. if you don't guess want to help out never your neighbors. never gets a call. Jordan never gets the call. <laughs> hey, I'm moving because they're like, what is he going to do? Like take over their the duffel bags? I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. frisbees? Like, what do you? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't get those calls either. But I think that's more because everyone knows I don't go to the gym, not because I have a small car. I mean, we're getting to the age where you don't really help people move for pizza anymore. That's true. <laughs> pizza doesn't. Yeah, cut my it. my <laughs> no time is worth acceptable. twenty. My life is my time is worth twenty dollars an hour, and that pizza is not going to cut it. Who am I kidding? I do anything for food. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's a very interesting, interesting idea. Because, and I want to go back a little bit to what you were talking about. Don't buy a car, Austin. You said don't buy a car for, you know, I can't remember how you said it. Stage buy- of life that you're not you. in yet. There's, there's no reason to own a car for that. Like you, you can get pregnant, and guess what? You, you got still nine got months. nine months. Yeah. You got nine months. I know a lot of people that decide they want to buy a car and they own a new car within a week. Yeah, it doesn't take that long. You have six months if. You and your wife don't communicate very well, but typically <laughs> nine months. And yeah, and you could you could have a fun car for eight of those months, and then be like, all right, well, I'll get rid of that. And you know, even then, you might be able to, can still find like a fun sedan that you can throw a car seat in. You know, it's not like your yeah. kid is just going to instantly turn like six, be in a massive car seat, and have a bunch of friends. Yeah, like you don't have to give up fun and still have the practicality. Like me and Austin have a buddy who have, he has a Miata and then well, supercharged and he has a Kia Stinger, which is a super fun sedan, very sporty. And then he has a wagon, a Buick Regal Tour X, which we've talked about before in this podcast, which is just a brilliant functional daily driver. 
He doesn't have to have an SUV. You know, he could fit a few more things and in they it. Have how often does he need they have a child. They have a child and they don't have a minivan or an SUV. And I just You know what? Every kid wishes their parents. Like yeah. Every kid wishes their parents had a That's fun true. car. I mean, maybe not every kid. I mean, we haven't done the research, but you know, yes. <laughs> every kid Every single one. Ask every them. child. Everybody everybody knows yeah. it. Yeah. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Every child wants their parents to have a fun car. Go ask him. I told you. They tell you. I uh, remember when we were young, Jordan, I thought the definition of a cool car was the PT Cruiser that our parents <laughs> bought. But, uh, we, were, we were duped. Yeah, looking, looking back, we were extremely Still duped. Still cool, though. I, I, so I was driving to meet someone, and I saw two PT Cruisers on the side of the road. So I was trying to figure out what was going on. Either both broke down at the same time, car meet. which is plausible, <laughs> or it's like two people who are obsessed with PT Cruisers decided to meet on the side of the road. Not sure why, but it, they were good condition, like, you know, visually. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's cool. They're unique, quirky cars. I love it. I'd never buy one, but I, you know, that's cool. PT Cruiser pop-up meet. Side of I-70 at 4 p.m. They're actually trying to mile, sell them to each mile other. Mile marker 65. <laughs> okay, man, I'll, I'll, I'll sell you this. 750. I'll sell you mine for 650. All right, five. <laughs> take it. I will pay you $1,000 to take my car. Hey, PT Cruisers did come with flames from the factories. So that's pretty cool. Guy Fieri was just cool. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he, he bought all. I of bet them. he has one. I really, I really think he does. That yes, that is the only man who should own a PT Cruiser. With I heard they give you a voucher to a uh, a hairstylist for frosted tips right after you buy a PT Cruiser. <laughs> you get a ticket, especially the con- the convertibles, especially because your hair can't be going crazy, so they give you extra gel. <laughs> Here's a coupon to get some frosted tips and a ticket to Flavor Town. <laughs> That was a lot less of a misconception and much more of a, just a rant about how we think SUVs are silly. Um, yeah, we we have to admit we're a bit biased. Um, they they have their purposes, and you know, back to the very beginning when Austin said some people enjoy the higher seating position. That's something else entirely. If you do, great. But if you don't, like if you're miserable driving your car. You're doing something well, I wrong. challenge people to say that I enjoy driving something that is a higher seating position. I challenge them to drive something fun in a lower seating position. That's true. They may not know the yeah. difference. Because they may think that all they might have driven up to their in their life up to that point is something with a high seating position. And then you might stick them in like a Miata and they'd be like, wow, this is a lot of fun. But the only lower seating position car they may have driven is like a – old honda like civic that just is very underpowered not very fun to drive a little bit scary on a highway at modern speeds i would i would get that here's the thing if you walk if you get out of your car start walking away and if you can't look over your shoulder and admire it you're in the wrong car we made a whole video about that we did we did and that's how i sold my scion that's exactly (laughs) we made a video about austin (laughs) walking away from his scion throwing his keys Almost puking, and then he bought a new car. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was a good video. Um, okay, gentlemen, I am super stoked for this week's Dream Garage segment because I finally made up a thing for us to talk about. Okay, so here's the challenge. 
You get one overlanding vehicle. Just one. Everybody gets one. 10,000 full stop, including all mods and approximate fuel that can get you from southern Wisconsin to Lake Superior, which is known as the Trans-Wisconsin Adventure Trail for some reason. And that is a distance of about 600 miles. So you got 10,000 to get your car, get your mods and your fuel um, and all your things, food and stuff to get you from southern Wisconsin to Lake Superior. Okay, I'm going to start because this is my challenge. Can I, can I interrupt really quick? No. I read this wrong, and I really thought for some reason that we were going from, like, the bottom of Texas to the top of Wisconsin. And I read that it's, like, 6,000 miles. Um, okay, yeah, go. I may have picked something different that's less reliable than what I picked, but go continue. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, man, you really played it safe on this one. Bro, 6,000 miles? That'd get you to England. <laughs> Uh, so well, I started this trip. Next thing I knew, how big do you think Texas is? <laughs> it stretches from Arizona to Zimbabwe. Um, <laughs> Freaking Texas! <laughs> we are America. Um, all right. So I picked a 2002 Isuzu Trooper S, and I found one online for 2,300. Had some minor rear end damage. All cosmetic, as far as I can tell. So, got a great deal on that. And I'm going to mod the crap out of it. In all these prices, by the way, I really just kind of guesstimated. I tried looking it up on the internet, but it took too long. So, I just I just made stuff up. Um, all right. Off-road tires, 1,000. Upgraded suspension, 2,000. New brakes, 1,700. I put, I'm going to put a full forest green wrap on it. Just figured that was 1,000. Uh, some other miscellaneous things like a roof rack, some fuel cans, an air compressor for when my tires blow up. I'm going to take out the rear seats, put in some mattresses, get some cooking supplies for beans and such, food rations, beer. Figured all that's probably about $17.50. <laughs> then gas, I did maths and science. That thing will probably get overland, uh, probably about eight miles to the gallon. Like if I'm being really conservative, honestly, it'd probably get like 10 to 12. <laughs> But I'd said eight. I'm just assuming that I'm just absolutely flooring this thing to actually get it up a hill. Um, so that's about 75 gallons at $3 a gallon, which is what it is currently in Tennessee, which is where I'd be buying it. That equals $225. So the total cost of my 2002 Isuzu Trooper S is $9,975. And that extra $25 is going towards gold to heads against inflation. So I got a question. When you, which I love your choice, by the way, I really do like these Easy Troopers. I think they're really, really unique. They're, and they're cars. small. They're good for that. Did okay. you look up on like Craigslist cheap four wheel drive cars? Like, did you just do four wheel drive filtered low to high, or like did you set out looking for an Isuzu Trooper? That's my question to you. So, so I, so what I did because I don't know anything, I just looked up on Google. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like best overlanding vehicles, <laughs> and they gave me a list. And Austin, I, th- I think uh, your original choice was on it at, to some degree. And of course, you had like the Land Cruisers and all that kind of stuff. And and so I, I looked for something that was kind of out of the box that um, you know that wasn't typical. And actually, I think the Isuzu Trooper S. I don't think that's all wheel drive. I actually think that's that's rear wheel drive. Just rear wheel drive or front. I can't remember. It's two wheel drive. Either front or rear, I don't remember. So that is a potential downside. But I figured if I put some big tires on it, it'll be fine. 
Yeah. So would you get the four-speed automatic or the five-speed manual? Yeah, I actually don't remember what that one was. I probably should have gotten the four-speed automatic since I can't drive a manual, but I didn't really pay much attention because it was only $2,300. <laughs> 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 uh, that would be a good car, though. I mean, it's got you know thick sidewall tires from the factory. I mean, who knows what they had on it. Pretty good but, ground uh, clearance, I'm sure. Yeah, good yeah. ground clearance. Um, I think the wheelbase is fairly fairly short as well. So um, That would be fun. Well, so my original choice, and I actually switched it up while we've been talking, was a like a 2008 Lexus GX470. I'm in love with those. I've talked about those before on the podcast. They're basically a Toyota uh, Land Cruiser, but all leather interior, locking diff. They're they're wonderful, but that's too safe for this challenge. Only 600 miles. I wanted to kind of. Uh, pick something a little bit more interesting. So here in Texas, I found a, I think it's a 06 Honda Element. It's all-wheel drive. And uh, the previous owner had uh, added a turbo. So it's lifted as well. It's turbo, all-wheel drive, manual Honda <laughs> Element. And it's it, it's the coolest thing. 7500 bucks is what he's asking. So I would just pick that up in a heartbeat, throw a rooftop tent on there. I figured get one <laughs> Get one cheap for like a grand, and then uh, gas would be like two hundred ish. Food and drink, I can stretch three hundred dollars to make that work, and I'd spend my remaining one thousand dollars on a new Seiko watch, um, so I could see <laughs> how long it would take you guys to catch up with me. Because with my turbo and all-wheel drive, I would just be flying. I'd be absolutely just flying down those uh, make sure you put overlanding that roads. Yeah. Uh, Honda elements are, are awesome. Like, I feel like they're coming back as far as car enthusiasts are like, wait, those are cool. Right. Let's buy them. Isn't that the toaster? Yeah, well, yes. kind of. Well, yeah. It's, it's much better looking than like the Scion XB and the Nissan Cube. Well, it's but, just more rounded. Um, just a round yeah, it's, toaster. It's got some more rounded edges, but the utility of it's really cool. You can fold the back seats up kind of to this, like up and to the side. And then the floor is completely flat back there, so you have plenty of room for cargo. Um, they actually came factory supercharged. You can get a front-wheel drive supercharged variant, which is pretty cool. Um, but they also come all-wheel drive. Uh, really cool little adventure vehicles for sure. I'm very impressed with them. I have a friend who's got an NB Miata who he's putting on bag suspension, <coughs> air suspension, and he's got a um, Honda Element as well. So it's, it's just a – yeah, it's a brilliant car, especially – a lot of people out here like him in the mountains. You know what we? But uh, sorry, Jordan, you go ahead, and then I have something. <laughs> if we, I want to do this actually one day, maybe. Do what? I want to. I want to do an overlanding adventure in some cars that we just bought and modded. If we ever have that much money, I want to do that. We'll 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 film it. We'll do it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Austin. I mean, Austin didn't quite do as much. You know, in depth as Justin, I find I his a bit I didn't lazy. Need to, hey, hey, my Honda Element was already ready. It was lifted, turbo. What else do you need? You've spent a thousand dollars on a watch. Yeah, because I'm gonna smoke you guys, and I have to figure out how long it takes you to get to me. So well, you know, when you get stuck in a mud puddle and then you need to winch yourself out, you'll be like, "Oh shoot, I should have spent a thousand dollars on a winch, not a stupid watch." What time is All, it? Time for the hot boys stuck. are going to hear my turbo whistle from miles away, and they'll come rescue me. <laughs> I just imagine somebody like, 
<laughs> you hear that? That's a 2006 Honda Element Turbo. He needs help. <laughs> well, I, I, <clears throat> I spent a long time debating and planning, no, you didn't. and I, I wrote many no, notes. You, <laughs> you Googled a picture of a Miata with big tires on it, and you threw it in the note. Yeah, yeah, damn straight. <laughs> I copied and pasted this super cool lifted Miata. So there's a few of them out here. Um, I actually and saw they're, one they're, last weekend at a barbecue place I was at. There was a lifted yeah. Miata. It looked really cool. It's the first one I've ever seen in person. They look sweet. So typically, people choose NA Miatas, and a lot of times they'll have a hard top if you know if you're rich. Because for some reason, <laughs> hard tops are like twice as expensive as the car. Um, and they'll put a big lift kit and like 30 plus inch tires. And it just looks sweet. So I put a picture on here. Let me describe it. <laughs> it's an NA Miata with the hard top with a roof basket with a five light, what do you call it? Giant light bar. Not really bar. It's like rally lights. Yeah. It's the, it's the hella lights is kind of like how they're known as it's like the five individual circular lights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he, he did the, you know, he's, he's got lights in the um, turn signal indicator area. He's got the half sleepy eyes with the two big lights there. He's got a snorkel. He's got, he's cut his fenders pretty hardcore. Cause you know, NA Miatas came with 14 or 15 inch wheels. So these are probably at least 16s with big beefy tires and it's lifted. It's probably supercharged or turbo. This this looks incredible. I've seen a few out here. They've been very Can inspiring. you even move without any forced induction on a lifted Miata? Because I feel like with, <laughs> with that much larger of a tire and a lift, like those little 1.6s or 1.8s would be struggling to get that thing to move, especially at you elevation. Like 100 horsepower is double the weight of the car, mate. <laughs> I had an NA, and it sometimes struggled to go up steep hills. At sea so, level. So I, I sent you this picture, but this is not exactly the route I would go. And as of today, someone posted in the, you know, I have an NC Miata. Someone posted in the NC Miata group. He just bought an NC Miata that was like salvage title, needed some work. He bought it for a couple grand. And then he bought, he also bought an, uh, what is it? A Suzuki Samurai. And he put them together. If the Miata, the NC Miata, is sitting on the platform and drivetrain of the Suzuki Samurai. It's all wheel drive? drive. Oh my yes. goodness. It's brilliant. All in, it was six grand for both, like together. So that's a new goal now. That's gnarly. <laughs> people, people are like, what's your daily, a Miata? What's your winter beater in the mountains, a Miata? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's probably the route I would go. And then. You know, that'd be my priority. And then if I have money left over, I'd buy food and drink. Um, but if I needed to, I'd just live off the terrain. <laughs> you wouldn't have anywhere to put the food and drink. That's true. Yeah. The reason I'd pick it in C is because it has a big trunk. So You would have to show up to one of our cars. You'd have to show up and say, please make me some food. I haven't brought anything. <laughs> Is this a theme? I feel like one of the previous episodes, the whole theme was me getting to Austin's giant <laughs> lifted. Yeah, now you got to catch up if you want to eat. And I'm just going to show you my nice watch and drive away. <laughs> the turbo flutter. We're, we're in the middle of a desert and Austin shows me a Seiko. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd, I'd put a big turbo on this too. That would Because Austin's right. The, the Miata's have just enough power for what they are, 
But then if you lift them and put big tires, you're going to be really struggling and sad. I mean, you'll still be happy because it's what it is. And hopefully it's built better than, um, what was that contraption Jeremy Clarkson built with the... Oh, um... <laughs> he had like the Land Rover suspension and chassis, and then he threw like a small convertible, like old 70s Mercedes or something. SL oh, on it. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And then and the body it, like shift it, over, yeah, falling apart. Yeah, some good stuff. So I'd have to have mine done better than that. I was about to say this seems like a car that Jeremy Clarkson would pick. Just you know, if we were doing an overlanding adventure, it would it wouldn't be useful for anything except for driving. The difference between us and them is we can just talk about it. They actually do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you so we're we're only we're only a few sponsors and only a few million subscribers away from like actually making this video, but it'll happen. So listen, guys, if you want to see a few guys just drive across the country in cars they just bought, send us. Now, money. Hey, hey, Wisconsin. Oh yeah, Wisconsin. It's not Wisconsin. the country, not the six thousand miles. That I don't is need to bring my own United food. States. They have hey, there, If you guys up there in the Midwest want to see a few guys drive there, starting from the Fleet Farm, going across up there north, well, just go ahead and send us some money there. Yeah, don't you know? Tell your folks I says hi. <laughs> I don't need to pack my own food because Wisconsin has a great cheese and great beer. So you're just gonna pick it up on the I'm, side of the road like it grows in fields of wheat. We just doesn't, grab doesn't some cheese. cheese. I mean, the Wisconsinese are so nice that you could probably just like pull up to some random house and That's be like, true. "Hey, I'm kind of hungry." But you would have to say, "I'm hungry." They just say, like, "Come on in." That's true. Yeah, you just drive by and be like, "Hey, you want to stop in for dinner?" And be like, "I don't know you." Be like, "Oh, come on in anyway." And then all you I do- paid your taxes for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I paid your taxes for you. Hey, tell your folks I says hi. Um, uh, General, this uh, I think that's probably a wrap, just like the forest green wrap I'm putting on my uh, Isuzu. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Hope y'all learned something, or at least found it somewhat entertaining. If you guys have questions, corrections, we're not always right. Slide in those DMs on Instagram, Facebook. You can even email at us at theflywheelfilms at gmail.com. Yeah, definitely. If you check check out our other platforms, Instagram and YouTube, that's where most of our content is, at Flywheel Films. And send us questions. I mean, we'll feature them on the podcast if you want. And my Miata has Instagram at ghosty.miata. You can check out my Fiesta at kona.party.st. And I don't have Instagram, but you can reach me by AOL, AOL, oh, AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> All right, well, uh, take her easy. <laughs> Tell your folks I said bye. Tell right? your folks I said hi. All right. <laughs>